been two over two months since we've got on here, talked gambling, talked NFL, and we're back. We're back to talk some NFL draft and also trying to win some money because you can also gamble on the draft. And if you can gamble on it, you know Marcus knows absolutely everything there is. Um, this is actually this is one of my favorite events to kind of gamble on. I did get smoked a couple years ago with the uh, Isaiah Simmons fall. Uh, a lot of teams are going to be regretting not drafting him so high. Uh, but it's just something to kind of get those juices flowing, kind of start easing back in. But truthfully, this is kind of when football well, season if you starts remember, restarting. On this show, I said I'm putting my mortgage down on the under on Isaiah Simmons. Um, so, you know, I had to find a new house. Um, that's the risk you get with this show. Uh, but before we get into everything NFL draft, Marcus, some things went on in the NFL in the last two months. So hit many me things. With, hit so me with some things. Well, you know, we don't have to dive too much into it, but this offseason's kind of created so many unknowns for this draft. Uh, usually at this point, and, you know, you're a you're, um, – uh, an advocate of this the draft starts at five that's usually kind of like how these thoughts start right we're yep. at this point we have a solid yep. idea no one really no, no one even there's no consensus number one there's three three or four guys that they can see sliding in there there's confusion all around and have it started with all the quarterbacks moving all these trades some got some teams kind of emulating what the rams are doing getting rid of, rid of their first round picks it, it was almost starting to look like madden where you're trading shit and getting the first top five picks for, you know stacking first rounders i think we have five six teams that have multiple picks um and until that last deal with the, um with the chiefs i think we had three three different teams that were picking back to back like how unique is that no a- absolutely so jc what do you think about this I don't want to call it radical shift, but like this philosophy change now that like picks equate to star players and you got to be on one or the other. You're either team stockpile draft picks or the Rams stockpile players. Um, What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's finally smart. I think the NFL is finally like just not trying to be hidden about it. Like we see it in, in the NBA, we see it in other sports all the time. You either want to, you know, get young, get better that way and build through the draft or to stockpile a veteran. So it does, as you're talking about, Marcus, it's going to be an absolute nightmare to try to project what's going to be happening in this first round. You do have the stability of the quarterbacks or even the first round pick. We have no idea. So it's going to be fun. I think the best thing to do is just to bet for chaos. Uh, either kind of stick to going unders or stick to going over and, and kind of stick with that plan. No, I, a- absolutely. Uh, Marcus, you hit on the quarterback carousel. What was the most shocking of all the moves? Um, is it Russ going to Denver? Is it Deshaun going to Cleveland? Like, what what move, you know, because, again, we don't have time to talk about everything here, but I want to know your opinion, one that you were just like, what the shit is going on? Uh, for me, it wasn't necessarily one move. It was the combination of just – like blockbuster moves, multiple first round picks. So like if you, for in it, all the positions, it wasn't just quarterback. How, like we've just seen so many of the elite players moving back and forth. Um, it's really going to shape the landscape. Now I think you'd, you'd have to imagine that that's part of the reason that Tom Brady comes back. Right. Cause now the, the NFC is a little bit weaker as a whole. He finishes second and yes. he, he finished his second in the MVP race. So now a lot of those candidates have shifted over to the AFC, which kind of will generally will slow down their stats, kind of put him as a front runner right now as MVP at 88 years old. 
You you know we have some friends, some very close friends that are fans of NFC teams. I think I'm going to just start calling the NFC the Junior Varsity um, compared to compared to the AFC. Um, all right, uh, I want to about five minutes in here. Last question I want to get to JC, kind of bridging into the draft. What's one or two storylines? Betting aside, nothing to do with betting. Going into the draft, uh, is it quarterback? Is it wide receiver? Is it the number one pick? I mean, what 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 are you excited for? Um, yeah, I'm really excited for to kind of see what happens with quarterback. Is somebody going to fall in love with Malik Willis? Trade up for him, take him really high, and that's going to kind of set the tone. And you kind of look at like bad teams stay bad. I think it's almost conventional wisdom that this is not a particularly strong quarterback class. So are people going to start taking those picks? and maybe taking a lower value to positions that they shouldn't be. And I think wide receiver is super interesting too. Uh, there's no consensus top five there. Everybody kind of has their guys. Is it Drake London? Is it the, the route running freaks from Ohio State? Is it, you know, Traylon Burks killing, uh, killing boars with his dog? I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where they go. I love the super soldier that is Traylon Burks, but I'm sure, I'm sure we will get into it. Uh, Marcus, last question I have for you. How do you draft? Like, are you a bar guy? Are you at home soaking it in? Are you with friends? How do you NFL draft? Well, there's usually and always alcohol involved. So uh, Jimbo Newman and I, we started years. This might have been a decade ago. Started watching every single draft. And uh, we've done it over at the at Raymond James, which is unique. But it's the location changes, but it's usually a handful of us, mainly the guys that do this podcast uh, and do this page. Uh, we usually get together. I think we're going to emulate the tradition that we did last year. Uh, kind of just drank all day, broke down film, figured out that uh, Trey Lance was a bum. And, <laughs> um, you know, kind of watch some highlights, get to dig a little bit with everyone BS and uh, get ready for it. But it, it's I've kind of like you took off March Madness. I've got Thursday and Friday off. I'm so excited. Oh, I love that. I'll be, in a, I'll be in a bachelor party in Austin, Texas. So I will be, uh, I will be uh, well on my way to having a good time. Um, real quick, Marcus. Everyone knows Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper. What about our version, J.C. and Newman? I mean, there aren't two people that know more about the draft than J.C. and Newman who isn't Mel Kuyper and uh, Todd McShay. Do you like that comparison? Uh, Pretty damn close. I'd actually be totally down to uh, kind of watch them argue with each other because we we all know that Newman just loves to argue. So they could they could fight about every single pick. And uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know if uh, we'll have to we'll have to maybe put that on the whiteboard and see if that might not be an idea, at least maybe for the first five picks, the first 30 minutes. Just have JC and Newman on live streaming during the chat. I think that could be fun. Um, But we're we're here to gamble. We're here to make money. Let's get into it. Everyone wants to talk about the first pick. It seemed like it was a no-brainer. Aiden Hutchinson seems to be the consensus number one player. Jacksonville cannot mess this up. Go Aiden Hutchinson. But there seems to be some Travon Walker smoke. Doug Peterson comes out and says he wants an offensive player. Um, Are we... Uh, JC, are we taking Trevon Walker at plus 200? Are we flirting with a tackle um, who also is getting really high value? Um, very good plus money with that number one pick. Uh, no, I don't. I think we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show. This is the time of year where people are just running out of storylines. You know, nobody really cares about what's going on in hockey. So they're just kind of making stuff up to get stuff in the news. I don't think Trevon Walker is legit there. He's a guy that has just an absolutely unbelievable athletic profile. 
Uh, I think they'll probably end up going back to Hutchinson. I think they should take tackle. It just took their franchise quarterback. Their offensive line is awful. But maybe they're trying to dangle uh, because offensive line is pretty deep. So is edge. Maybe they want somebody to come and, and trade up for the pick. We'll see. Uh, but I, I don't think Trevon Walker goes there at all. So, so here, I couldn't find the betting for this, Marcus. But do you think lo- the Lions move up one pick? Um, we've seen that before, giving up a day two pick to move up one pick. Do you think the Lions would do that to go Zero. up and get Hutchinson? Zero percent chance. But I actually can see Detroit falling back um, if Carolina loves a certain quarterback a little too much. So look for Detroit and Carolina trading that top six mark. That, that can make things really interesting. Um, obviously, Matt Rule is desperate to get some some fire over there in Carolina after last season's disappointment, uh, which kind of leads us into a prop I really do like. It's quarterbacks over under two and a half this year. It's low, low compared to normal, but obviously the talent's not that high. I love over two and a half, um, which over two and a half, minus 250, but you're, seeing two, you're definitely going to see two quarterbacks go in that top 20. And I'm very much anticipating it kind of like um, Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson style where someone yep. trades back in late to get that third. Absolutely. Somebody is going to trade in at 30, 31, or 32. Probably that second Chiefs pick, right, um, to come and get uh, a quarterback. So, yeah, I'm all over uh, quarterbacks over two and a half. I mean, you don't make that bet because it's minus 250. Um, but, yeah, don't don't be a sucker and take that under. Uh, even if it's almost three to one, um, staying on quarterbacks, Malik Willis is currently plus six hundred for the number two pick. J- JC, are are you touching that at all? Seven to one, Malik Willis at number two. No, I, I think the quarterbacks are where we can make some money, and I, I'm actually I kind of like under two and a half. I think two is going to be the number Whoa. for quarterbacks. I think, like Whoa. I said. We know it's not the best quarterback year. Bad teams stay bad. Someone's going to trade up and go get their guy, and it's going to be probably overpaying. And I think one other team is going to follow suit, but the rest of the teams know they're like, okay, these are like second, third round grade guys. They're going to sit back and wait and take them in the second round or a little bit later on. Gotcha. So let's let's stay on the over under with Malik uh, Marcus over under pick ten and a half. Um, where do you see Malik going? Do you see him going in the top 10? Um, or do you see him falling out of the top 10? Where, where are you taking on this bet? It's so hard to gauge, right? Cause the hype has been there. Um, he's got the physical tools, whatever, but the production's really not there when you're talking top talent. Uh, it's just, there's just no ifs, ands or buts. We saw something with Trey Lance, although the, the numbers were there missing a lot of mechanics, missing a lot of pieces for that. But because I do we're, we're betting chaos, right? Go under yeah. 10 and a half. We're going like under it. 10 and a half. That's where, I, that's where I'm seeing that second quarterback fall, whether it be him or Pickett, or maybe someone falls in love with, you know, Corral or they're smart like me, and they know that Sam Howell is the best quarterback in this class. Oh, but God, under it. 10 and a half is the right way to go. This is where he's going to fall. There's just, there's just too much energy there right now. Uh, someone's going to be making a play for Malik. I like that. I, I'd go the same way, under 10 and a half. JC, I got a sneaky in my chaos mock. What do you think about Malik, the, the Seahawks at number nine? I mean, I think it fits because that's how they built their quarterback room, having Geno Smith backing up Russell Wilson. He fits that offense, a guy that you don't want to come in and have to make big class plays. They want to be run first. 
have him roll out just like Russell did as a rookie and you know took them to the Super Bowl. Not that that's probably in their future, but I think that's a good landing spot for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate it. It's plus 350. So I wish there was a little bit more juice. I wish that was closer to 500, 600. Um, but uh, Marcus, here are some other teams to draft Malik. You have Carolina at plus 250, Atlanta at plus 350, along with Seattle and Pittsburgh, and Detroit at plus 250. Are you taking any sprinkles on Malik to get drafted by any of those five teams? Well, I'm not going to touch Atlanta. I think Atlanta has to be an out. They're, they're just a team that has too many pieces Holes. to kind of look for. Yeah, so they're out. I am going to put a couple bucks on Pittsburgh as the lowest amount as I possibly can because it's kind of like when you'd bet against Pittsburgh against New England, you don't mind losing that dollar or two exactly. uh, just so it doesn't come to you. So I'm, I'm going to gonna sway that, try and you know, send a little luck so we don't make that move. Um, but you have to like Seattle. Um, but I, I can't tell you where. Carolina is going to be a huge, huge question mark. We obviously know the picket uh, Matt Rule connection, but when you have, uh, you know, uh, they're a team that wants to spread the ball, move around, get McCaffrey in space, kind of not be a ground and pound type team. Malik Malik's the type of quarterback to get it out in the run and do it that way. So Carolina should be a hot seat, hot seat there. You know how much I love Kenny. So let's talk Kenny. Um, you mentioned Marcus, uh, the Matt Rule, Kenny Pickett. Vegas knows something because it's only plus one fifty. You know how that how low that is for a specific player on a specific team. Um, is there not enough juice to that, uh, Marcus? Or uh, what do you think about uh, the Panthers drafting Kenny at plus one fifty? Uh, it's like I said, the connections there. You'd be a fool not to at least take a second and third look at that. But what's nice, depending on the site that you're rocking with, you can run these all as prop bets. So you can add in a plus 150 into a parlay of props, yep. uh, which kind of uh, it heightens the value there when you're talking parlays. That's pretty much the only place you really want to add that uh, 150 mark in just because of the variables. Um, but, he, but he'll be a top 10, top 11 pick. That's what I wanted to get into, and it's my lock. So, you know, it's definitely not going to happen. JC, what do you think about my lock of Kenny Pickett under 12 and a half? Well, I think the Carolina thing somewhat makes sense, even though their team is, at least the quarterback room, is an absolute disaster. But Matt Rule recruited him to Temple. Obviously didn't get him, loved him back then. Uh, and they need a quarterback, and I think Kenny's probably the most pro-ready. I've compared him a lot to Derek Carr, who came out and played a ton at Fresno State. He's going to be good. I don't know how much he develops, but he's someone who can get you returns right now. If we think Sam Darnold's done, if they hopefully – or if they end up trading for Baker Mayfield, who knows? But Kenny's a guy that can shake things up, that usually extends Coach's life a little bit, come in and play pretty well. They have a good receiving core. I think it's a good move for Matt Rule if he wants to keep his job, which I don't know that he will after this year. <laughs> Let's last thing on quarterbacks, unless Marcus, you have anything else. There's been a, and again, JC, maybe this is just because people don't have anything, but I'm hearing some teams have Matt Corral as QB one. I've heard Patrick Mahomes comparisons to Ritter. Ritter's at plus 1000 for first, first quarterback taken and Corral is at plus 1600. Are those worth five or $10 plays just for chaos draft? 
Yeah, I think so. I think like, and the teams that may have Corral at number one or may not be looking to take a quarterback right now because like you talked, it may not be a super deep draft. They don't want to take that risk early. So it might be a second round guy that they have as their number one pick. I do think Desmond Ritter is one of my favorite picks at plus 1,000 because he's a very similar build to Malik Willis, but he has better mechanics. He's more disciplined. He's familiar running an offense for longer in college. So they want that guy that can compete right now versus the developmental guy like Willis with a similar athletic profile. They may be a little bit risk averse and go for Ritter, hoping for the same kind of play. Just to note, Sam Howell is plus 2,500, but he's no good, so he's not going to be the first quarterback <laughs> taken. Um, Got to ask you, Marcus, where do you think uh, Sam Howell goes? Um, obviously, second round, um, but but where, where do you think he winds up? I, I don't think he goes to the second round. He could potentially be that quarterback that someone trades in late, um, you know, uh, in that 31 32 slot with the Chiefs. Uh, I still love him in Pittsburgh, but, um, you know, I can only beat that horse so many times. Uh, I, you'll be more, he, he'll be, he'll be your last quarterback taken there in that, that 31 32 spot. Got it. Got it. Uh, one storyline I want to talk about, we talked about it in the pre show, um, was the fall for Thibodeau. Um, what do you guys think? Another bet I love is Thibodeau over five and a half plus one thirty. Marcus, what do you think about the fall on Thibodeau? Do we see something like Isaiah Simmons and, and that happens? Because um, it wasn't too long ago people thought Thibodeau would be the consensus, consensus number one. You know, it's funny because him and um, Stangley are kind of obviously different positions, different everything, but very similar. Like going into going into the last year, both are going to be your top, top five guys, number one overall. Uh, they need to start battling injuries, start lacking production. So now do you want to make take that guy who you looked at two years ago going into COVID? Or do you look at the guy that, that hasn't really had that much production in the last two years? Uh, still, I'd, I can't see Thibodeau falling out of that five. Um, I'd, I'd have to take under, but it's it's going to be it's gonna be a weird one. Uh, but he's, he's one of those players I really want to stay away from. Um, I get, once we start talking to a couple other guys shortly, there's a few picks I love. Um, I can't wait to make a little bit of money on those guys. What, what about you, JC? Just real quick, over, under, Thibodeau, five and a half. Uh, under. You think he goes four to the Jets? I do think he goes four to the Jets. I don't think they let that talent fall. And we've seen guys like uh, the, the guy for Dallas last year, uh, Miles Garrett also had character concerns going into the draft. I don't think he falls that far. That, that's my thing. I think the Jets are the only team that would take him. Now, I think I think the Jets probably do take him, but it's the Jets, right? So, like, I don't know. I'm taking the plus money bet, even though you guys disagree with me because I'm because I'm smarter than you two. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's jump to wide receivers. You guys good with that? Anything left on? Because um, wide receivers, I think, are are kind of the most in, the next most interesting after quarterback. Um, could we see six quarterbacks taken? The current over under is five and a half. Um, what do you guys think on that over under, uh, Marcus? What do you think? Um, I'd, I'd probably lean under. You know, there's there's really? some talent. There's some talent there, but there's a lot of depth at a lot of other positions. You're going to see a lot of linemen taken. Um, uh, safeties and corners are going to kind of help fill the spot. So you know, three three four quarterbacks. Because uh, I think they're going to hammer the over there. Uh, five's a stretch, five, you know, and five's that question mark being with Traylon Burks. So Vegas I, doesn't gonna, think so, man. Minus two forty yeah, for six I'm, wide receivers taken. 
Yeah, I, I think you're going to be right there at that five. Yeah, JC, what about you? Uh, I think five's the number. Yeah, I'm at a push there too. I don't think a guy like Christian Watson sneaks in. I do think Traylon Burks will go in the first. Um, and apparently they're reporting that the Ohio State wide receivers, who I was a little bit more concerned about Chris Alave just with his size, but if people really like them and both of them go, uh, I think five's going to be the number too. Man, I just think, again, how many years do we see someone taking a wide receiver that we don't guess? Like, you brought up Kadarius Toney. I mean, what if somebody falls in love with John Mechie, right? You know, I mean, what if what if someone falls in love with George Pickens? Um, which, I think those which, are... Which is possible, but remember, Mechie's also... He's kind of like the tweener guy, but he's also he's another guy coming off of the ACL, I believe. So it's he could be a late firster, but he, he'll probably be sitting there mid-second round. Yeah, well, they've been saying Mechie's been rising up to middle yes. to early second round. Uh, I think the guys like George Pickens, like I know Pittsburgh, I know Tomlin loves George Pickens, and so do I. I would love him in Pittsburgh. Um, but maybe Jahan Dotson, if someone falls in love, the quarterback play really held him back. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, man, I'm going to listen to Vegas this one. I, I'm not going to make this bet because there's no value at over 240. Um, but, I mean, it sounds like you guys like that at plus 195. I mean, that's three to one. Um, that's good value there. If you guys both think of that under, uh, JC staying with you, who is the first wide receiver taken? Um, yeah, Garrett Wilson at minus one ten, Drake London at plus one twenty five, and then and then uh, Williams uh, at plus three thirty, and then then that gets kind of crazy after that. Um, what about you for first wide receiver taken? Yeah, this is really tough. Uh, it seems like Jameson Williams getting that late push. Teams wanting to trade up for him just to that elite speed that he has. I think uh, I'm really tired of my number one and number two. Garrett Wilson's probably my number one wide receiver on the board right now. I just think he's the most complete. Uh, and I think he can do really everything. And I have Traylon Burks. People seem to be kind of hitting it out on Traylon Burks. And then you have uh, Drake London, who's apparently the Mike Evans equivalent of this year's draft. So someone's going to fall in love with somebody and probably trade up for him. I don't have a clue as to who. I love Traylon Burks at plus 2,000. This is a $5 play for me. At plus 2,000, I think someone's just going to fall in love with him just being uh, just a, a freak. Well, he's going to um, go to Dallas. It's it's already a foregone conclusion. He'll be in Dallas. Gotcha. If he's going to Dallas, I don't think he'll be the number one. Taker. I don't think he'll be the number one wide receiver. No. no it's got um, to be Garrett Wilson. Remember, Chris Olave going into last year is another guy. Last year for college, we saw a lot of big stocks, tank, tank, tank. tank. Uh, he was a consensus dot, top 10, potentially top five pick. Uh, and now he's dropped to like third, fourth, fifth in the class. Yep. Um, uh, not much to talk in running back if we're talking the first round, but it's a fun little prop bet. Um, over under 0.5. Do we think there is a single running back taken in the first round? If you do, you're going to get it at two and a half to one. Uh, JC, I saw you make a face. Is a running back getting drafted in the first round? Maybe. And it's the the other prop you have on here, here is Bills to draft a running back plus 400. And I think it makes the most sense. They're a team that is now faced with an absolutely loaded AFC. They have two very boring backs. If they could go in there and grab, you know, Brees Hall, if they fall in love with Kenneth Walker, uh, that kind of luxury pick makes sense for them at that point. And I don't know. I love it. Five to one, I love the Bills to draft uh, a running back. Um, I mean, again, they've ran with uh, they ran with two guys that they apparently don't love. Um, I, I think they, and I don't know if anyone else loves them either. Uh, but they're clearly not happy with their running back room. 
hard to call a plus 400 a lock, but I like that bet. I'm going to probably put maybe a 20 spot on that, uh, 20 bucks to win 100 um, on that Bills to, Bills to draft. Um, any running backs that you like just in general, Marcus? I mean, do you like Isaiah Spiller? Do you like uh, Kenneth Walker? This is just one. I'm, I love running backs. I think they should be a staple in every offense, but it is kind of a dying breed. Um, yep. You're not. This is going to be one of those ones where they just there's no one that I'm, I like enough to consider in the first round. Um, no. That's just that's just my thoughts. Uh, they shouldn't go, but you know, who knows? All it takes is one team. Uh, but there's just nobody who kind of like you light up talking about. Uh, in Brees Hall, there's really nothing spe- special about him. Like he's he's very talented. He's good. All that you know, all that hoopla, but he's not the one where you're like Brees Hall, you know, like it doesn't even flow off the tongue all that well. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Let's move. Well, actually, Newman's not on here. I put this on here more. We got to cover offensive line. Um, seven and a half is a huge number, boys. Do we think eight uh, offensive linemen are taken in the first round? Yes. I think you you could you could prob- probably eight. see half eight. that half of that top ten might be offensive linemen. That's a quarter of the draft. You got, you got to stock up in the trenches. Um, so if you're, if you're weak elsewhere, where, where else do you want to stockpile picks in the trenches? Go win it there. Who do we like out of out of that um, to go first and just overall? Evan Neal, and he should he should be the number one overall pick. Yep. Uh, it just comes down to a the athleticism you can see it on, on tape and in the gym, um, but more importantly, he held down the line at Alabama. So he played he's played the best competition. He's played all the guys that were top picks last year, top picks coming in this year, um, and he's just been absolutely dominated, dominant. So it's not where he's getting this late push. He's just been the ace. If you're Jacksonville, you take him one and you shore it up, shore it up right there. That's that's plus one fifty for for the first. Uh... First offensive lineman taken. That's pretty. That's that's decent value for what you think is a slam dunk. Uh, I live in Indianapolis. I bring it up every time I live here. I went and saw the offensive line work. Evan Neal just looks like a monster. Um, he didn't participate in in any of the drills I saw. Another guy that I saw that I absolutely love um, was Bernard Raymond. Again, he's not going to go first, um, but I absolutely love him. And then Trevor Penning. Um, those are two guys that I both saw live at the combine, and and, and you could just tell um, they're both going to be very good, very good um, offensive linemen. Um, anything else here from either one of you on offensive linemen? That's about my limit that I know. No, <laughs> take Evan Neal, call it a day. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Evan Neal, I think he should be the first one overall. But there are really good tackles too. Ike McQuanu is an absolute monster, and I think Charles Cross is going to come in and have a similar first year impact to uh, Rashawn Slater just at the tackle position. I like him a lot. Gotcha. Uh, all right, we're all from Pittsburgh. We're all Pittsburgh fans. <clears throat> Who is Pittsburgh taking? Um, the two picks I like is um, the defensive line edge. I personally want them to draft Jordan Davis. Um, you can get that. If you think they're going to go Jordan Davis, you can get it at plus 330. It seems like the most obvious thing in the world is that they're going to go quarterback, and you can get that at plus 175. Marcus, what what say you on the Steelers and uh, who they are drafting? For me, there's re- outside of quarterback, there's really only two positions. Obviously, it kind of depends on um, who's sitting there. And yep. this this Minka deal, uh, Minka, you know, obviously we've been talking Honey Badger, a couple of Landon Collins, other safeties. So if they don't fill that in free agency, 
could be definitely looking out there, but I my money would go towards offensive line or DB, um, where we're going to be some some needs for them. Two seventy five and plus three fifty. I don't have that on the outline, but are, are you doing some sprinkling there? I mean, they're both pretty good odds. That's that's where I would see Pittsburgh drafting this year. JC, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. Jordan Davis has always been my my luxury want. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be there. Just an absolute freak. I was hoping Derek Stingley, people might shy away from him. He would fall to us as well at the DB spot. Uh, but if none of them are there, I, I don't want this to be the year we go quarterback. Uh, so I'm hoping we just go safe, get a grab an offensive lineman, because it is a depot line draft. So obviously, a huge storyline during the draft was, uh, was the Bengals skipping out on offensive line uh, and going with, Jamar Chase. Do the Bengals go offensive line? Um, it is by far their number one odds. That plus one fifteen. Everything else is in three hundred plus. Do do the Bengals go offensive line in the first round this year? Do they shock everybody again? Well, it, should, it, it shouldn't be <laughs> offensive line. It depends. It depends on who's sitting there. There might not be the right value um, unless somehow, like Tyler Lindenbaum, bomb, bomb, Lindenbauer, bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> Unless he, unless he kind of falls back and gets in within yeah. grasp, which is possible, uh, there's there shouldn't there shouldn't be talent sitting there. But our minds get blown every single season, so we shouldn't expect anything else. Our our friend of the show and participant on the show, Mr. Steve Sanders, wants Zion Johnson pretty badly um, at that at that pick. Um, all righty, guys, uh, let's go into Marcus. I know you have some uh, some absolute plays you want to cover. I'm going to lob it right up over to you, my man. Yeah, so and some of the guys that we talked about, these are just guys, will they be taken in the top 10? And it just comes down to uh, Hamilton at Notre Dame. Um, it, I, I don't see that this drop pushing him all the way from p- the top two or three pick outside of the top 10. You're looking at minus 135, solid value there. Uh, he's a big guy who covers ground. He's more of a roaming type safety, but he can hit when he needs to. Obviously, everyone ha- might have a question mark with the four five five, but that is uh, uh, more than sufficient. But then Derek Stangley, um, it's another one of those question marks coming off the injury, coming off COVID. Obviously, he's flashing that he can still freaking move with that four three four three seven. I think so. The guy could move, and what we do know about going into the draft, everyone loves that fast forty. I don't see him falling outside of that top 10 for that reason alone. See, I do. I'm buying the slide on Stingley. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you on Hamilton. I think he goes in the top 10. I think 110 or 135 isn't great value, but I think it's a home run. I like Hamilton uh, in the top 10. JC, you're the tiebreaker here. Is Stingley going top 10? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> Hey, that's all right. Those are bets I like. And it also comes down to top five picks I like. And as far as value, and I, now these are also value picks because so like you can take um, yeah. so Gar- uh, Sauce Gardner, who I'm taking here, even money top five. He's minus 700 to be a top 10 pick. That's not good value for me to want to jump in on that. But he's even money top five. Uh, he should be a jet at four. Uh, but he's just how do you not like a big receiver who doesn't give up any production? So those are those are some of the top 10 plays that I like as of right now where the, uh, uh, the, the juice is kind of worth the squeeze here. Yep. Oh uh, man. We said, I said on the pre-show, I freaking love sauce Gardner. Um, I think he's going to be a stud. Um, I like that bet. Um, I wish it was a little bit more than even money because again, top five is I want to get a little bit more for, for being a little crazy, but, um, I think I'm rolling with that. 
Um, yeah, then it then it comes down to like these over under props. Uh, they're all within minus one ten, one fifteen. So and Stanley eleven and a half. Where do you guys have him at eleven and a half? I think he's. I think I, I think he goes later. I, I would take the over on eleven and a half. I think he falls in the mid to late teens. And I'm going to be begging, right? This is going to be me hoping Stingley gets the 20 uh, so that the Steelers can definitely not draft him. But he's definitely, I see him sliding. I'm going to be like, oh, Stingley's still there. Stingley's still there as I'm on like my 15th whiskey of the day. Yeah. How about you, JC? Where do you see over under 11 and a half on Stingley? Uh, I think I'd probably go a little bit over. Um, maybe to the Vikings at 12, probably be the earliest I'd see him go. Um, it seems like a Ravens kind of pick, or maybe the Eagles as well, to kind of go on the other side there. But I, I kind of think somewhere in that 14, 15 range, probably most likely for me. Cool. Eagles at 18, I think they're going to ruin my heart. I think I'm going to be all pumped, and I think he goes with the Eagles at 18. This, uh, I'm, giving, I'm giving away too much of my mock here in this show. This, uh, this next person... Honestly, he's one of my favorite people in the draft. He's really not being talked about, and that's Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. The guy is a hoss, right? Uh, came out of JUCO, went to Florida State, so you're not getting quite the recognition uh, because they have been struggling. But he, he has he was single-handedly taking over games. So in past, past just like statistical output, when you watch a player, sometimes they are just the best person on the field. They're consistently making plays. Uh, kind of like I was watching plenty of highlights today in honor of Troy Palmalu's uh, birthday there. I'm just watching him find ways to make plays. Jermaine Johnson is that guy. He's a game wrecker, very under-talked about. He, he's a guy that should be a top five pick, shouldn't slide out of the top ten. But his over-under is nine, a nine and a half. I've got him getting inside of the top ten. Where do you guys see Jermaine Johnson at? I will make a lock that he will go outside of the top 10 because you got to think otherwise it's going to be Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, all going to go in the top 10. Jermaine's not going to find that spot in there. I love him too, but he really made a name for himself at the senior bowl and that hype's kind of carrying a little bit, but I, I don't see him going top 10. Well, see that that's my, when I, when I've done my mock draft here um, and when I've done my gambling research, I really only see him going to two teams. If you want him to go in the top 10, I see him either going to the giants with the second pick or the Seahawks with the ninth pick. And I don't, I think they have other needs other than the, that position, um, despite him probably being the best player on the board at that time. Um, I love him as well, but I like him even more um, to the, uh, to the Vikings at 12 or the Ravens at 14. Um, you said Stingley seemed like a Raven. Jermaine Johnson seems like a Raven to me. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go over um, nine and a half on that. Um, simply because I, the team just don't make sense. Um, but I agree with you. Wherever he's going to get drafted, it's going to be value, Marcus. Who, whoever's going to land on him, they're, they're, they're going to be lucky. That'll work for me. Uh, so we got a little bit of conferences here, Marcus, um, that I always love. Um, the SEC number seems low, 10 and a half. Um, I'm taking the over. The SEC always dominates first round, right, JC? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good number. I mean, it's about a third of the draft. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly have not looked into this too much at all, so I'm going to trust you on that one. Uh, so I know, um, Marcus, you, uh, you you have some ACC teams that you, you may or may not root for. Um, four and a half seems low. The ACC was bad this year. Um, I think four is probably a pretty good number on that. Where, where are you going? You got Kenny. Uh -huh. I mean – 
outside of Kenny, you really don't see too, too much. And remember with Clemson coming on a down year, that's what helps kind of Alabama dominate, uh, which is mainly the SEC. Jermaine Uh, Johnson, Florida State. Sorry, we just talked about him. He came a corner, tackle, he'll go. So so now we're talking three guys from the ACC. Uh, I think under four and a half is a solid number. And Pac-12 is going to be kind of the similar spot. you got just a couple DBs, a couple players. Uh, Look for a lot of unders outside of the SEC. I I couldn't find where the Big Ten was. but uh, Yeah, I I got that here in a second. So there's there's just a bunch of fringe guys, right? I mean, you have – you have Zion Johnson. I talked about him at the end of the first round. You got Andrew Booth as a corner, which I have no idea. Cor- corners after um, Sauce and, and Stingley get real dicey. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going under on that, On uh, but but who knows? Um, give me a second to find Big Ten numbers. Six and a half. Um, Vegas thinks it's going to be the under. The under is minus 110. The over... No, never mind. I got that backwards. The over is 120. So they think it's going to be seven or more. I watch a lot of Big Ten football. I think that's an under, too. Like you yeah. said, I'm taking unders on all conferences that aren't the SEC. Yeah, and that, that could be the, just the way to go. Totally. But uh, right. that's, that's pretty much all I've got for uh, for our early bets here going into uh, the you know, biggest biggest week of the month. That That's all I got, guys. We're going to be back Right here next Monday or Tuesday, we got to figure out schedules, but we're going to give the mock draft. It was the most fun thing I did as part of the sports memory. Us three, maybe we'll pull in Newman if we want to know it all um, into this show. I haven't decided that yet, Um, but be back next Monday or Tuesday where we give um, the sports cap mock draft. Anything Anything else, boys, before we call this a night? Nope, just bring your bourbon. Uh, always. It doesn't matter. Always bring the bourbon. All right, boys. Talk to you later. Adios.